We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone. And I think I maybe need a new intro. As I was saying that, I was just very going through the motions of it. What else would I say? Hey guys, I'm Tori Simone, and you're listening to Manifest with Tori Simone. Do we like the sound of that? I don't know. You'll have to let me know. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. Um, today's been super rainy for me. Um, it's a rainy Thursday morning over here. I also filmed a makeup tutorial this morning on the look that I'm wearing in the video podcast. Um, if you guys are watching that, which is just crazy that I filmed a makeup tutorial, especially now that I'm like brunette again, filming a makeup tutorial. It's like literally back to makeup 101 days, but I don't know. It, it feels like very full circle and I'm really loving makeup lately, but it's actually so funny because as soon as I'm done filming this, I'm going to go wash it off (laughs) because I can't stand the feeling of makeup on my face if I'm not going anywhere. Like what, let me know if anyone else thinks this way. This is definitely post pandemic. This did not, this was not my train of thinking pre pandemic. Um, but during the pandemic, I got so comfortable to just like not wearing makeup every day. So now whenever I do wear makeup, it's like, a foreign feeling. And when I have makeup on, I feel like I can't work out with makeup on when I used to like put makeup on to work out like just wild. So now that I did a makeup tutorial this morning, put makeup on and I'm filming this video podcast, I feel like this is what I'm doing. And then as soon as I'm done this, I'm just going to take off my makeup so that I can put on comfy clothes and 
um, do a Pilates workout and then go to therapy. (laughs) So yeah, things have like totally changed here in this household, but it just, yeah. Post-pandemic me just doesn't really wear makeup that much, I guess. I sound so pick me when I talk like that. I really got to stop talking like that. But you know what is crazy that I did the other day? And I was talking with Katie about this yesterday was I was looking at my old videos yesterday from like 2015, like when I was in LA, like that era of me. And it's just so crazy because I was such a baby and like I was 16, 17 at that time. How old was I? I think I was 17 at that time. And I really like walked around thinking like my shit don't stink. You know what I mean? Like I kind of hate that phrase now that I just said it out loud, but I really like thought I looked good. And like, that's crazy. Like I was telling Katie, like my face, I had so much baby face like a baby weight on my face I don't know my face was so round and like so baby and my face is really round I actually ordered a gua sha and it's actually downstairs I have to go pick that up but I did order a gua sha because I just want to see if it'll help like my jawline but anyway I just had this like super round baby face my hair had like this weird volume all the time like why did it always have volume it just made my face look even rounder Um, and I don't know. I was just so baby and like my eyebrows weren't microbladed. So I like look totally different that way. Like I just look so baby and it's just wild that like I was on YouTube during that time. And like, I thought I looked good during that time. And I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, I did not look good. But I think the reason I think that is because like, obviously the trends change so much and like we hear our parents talk about like the 80s and like we look at the 80s hairstyles we're like oh my god crazy but obviously the 80s were 40 years ago so we can be like oh my god that is crazy the trends from 40 years ago but the trends even let's see that was in 2015 so even 7 years ago the trends are so drastically different but it's not as dramatic as 40 years so i look back like 7 years ago i'm like You know, I thought I looked good because I still think the trends are like kind of similar, but they're not. They're like totally different. But at the time, I guess I did. I don't know. It's just crazy to like look back. And I actually never look back at my old YouTube videos because Loki, it's a little triggering and I don't really like to relive that time. I don't know. It's not that like anything bad was happening during that time. It's just too close. And I'm very empathetic and I'm especially empathetic towards like my past self. So I will like really bring back on those emotions that I was feeling at that time, even if it wasn't bad, like even if it was good, I'll just get really sad and nostalgic. So I normally don't look back. Like I know some YouTubers like will watch their videos from like 2019, 2020, like no way can I watch a recent video. I have to go back to like so far long ago. But even then, I just get really sad and nostalgic and I just want to give myself like a hug. I really do. Last night, I watched that movie on Netflix. I forget what it's called. It's with Ryan Reynolds. Um, Hang on. Let me look it up. Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie. I promise this has a point. Um, The Adam Project. Duh. So it's called The Adam Project. And in that, um, they time travel, which is not a spoiler alert. You literally learn that in the description. And he's like with his younger self and it is like wild to think that. But as I was like watching that movie, I was like, I literally did that today. Like I'm 24 now looking back on when I was like 17 and I could look back and see when I'm like 14. You know what I mean? It's just so 
crazy to look back on old stuff. But anyway, that was just a huge tangent. But anyway, I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Before we get into today's topic, which is how to make an effective to-do list, I need to talk to you about the new show that came out on Netflix. It makes absolutely no sense to me and I have to talk to about, I have to talk to it, have to talk about it to someone. Okay. So the show is called The Ultimatum, Marriage or Move Out. Sorry for the dramatic pause, but like what? What is the show? And why does it exist? It is, okay, so it's with Nick and Vanessa Lachey, who I just learned that Nick Lachey was married to Jessica Simpson, right? Let me look it up. Just Nick Lachey X. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. Okay, just learn that because I don't know who Nick Lachey is. I don't know who Vanessa Lachey is other than like love is blind people. But they act like everyone knows who they are. I don't know who they are. So they're like, we have the best marriage ever. I'm like, I would never know. I've never heard of you guys. So they have this like new show. Um, They also are the hosts of love is blind, but like love is blind doesn't really need hosts. So it's like weird. I don't know. They're the hosts of this new show, Ultimatum. And essentially, they say like, you know, Nick and I have like the best marriage ever. We're so in love. But we knew that we wanted to be with one another because we were ultimately with other people. And then you meet six couples and one partner in each couple has given the other an ultimatum of like, I either need a ring or we're done. And to me, it's just wild because... The premise of these people being like, I need a ring or we're done is that they should date one another of the six couples. So they literally are dating each other and then they find like who they connect with and then they go and live a fake marriage. They call it a trial marriage for three weeks with this other person that is someone else's significant other in this experiment. It is so wild to me and I could never go on a show like this. Here's what I'm thinking. Number one, are these people actors? Like seriously, they they have to be. Like if I went on a show where I was with my significant other and he was literally dating other girls in front of me, I would kill every single one of them. And Like, it's not even just like, hey, let's like maybe try an open relationship. It's like, I want to get married and you don't. So I'm going to let you date other girls in front of my face. Huh? Like what? I don't know. Maybe I'm just the one that like maybe sounds like insecure and crazy, but I would be crazy. I think both like obviously both parties have to be totally down to do this because if one person has hesitations like I do, it would just be a disaster and like I would literally just cry the entire time. So you definitely both have to be down and I'm not. So maybe that's why I have this perspective on it. But um, it just seems crazy to me. And I wonder like, are these people actors? Because like one of the girls, I don't know anyone's name, but one of the girls is very much so like, I don't want to be with my current boyfriend because I make more money than him and he needs, he needs to make more money than me. Like to each their own, 
But to like say it on like Netflix is wild to me. Like, I don't know. Even if that was my truth, I probably wouldn't speak it. But props to her. She has more balls than I do. Um, but yeah, it's literally wild. Like there's this one couple who I really feel for. Um, and she's like 23. He's like 26, which is another thing. These people that are giving the ultimatums are so young. They're like 23, 24. And typically they're partners that like don't want to get married or like 26, 27. And they're just like, I'm not ready yet. My finances aren't ready yet. Like I don't want to have kids, like very normal stuff. And then the other person's like, well, then we have to break up. Like I, I want a ring on my finger. And like you, like we've seen ultimatums play out before. We saw what happened with Katie and Tom. Katie literally was like, I need a ring. And she got a ring on a string. And then a year later, they got engaged and now they're getting divorced. I feel like if you have to give an ultimatum to someone, maybe it's not right. Or maybe you just like give them patience. Like, I don't know. I don't want to judge. I sound kind of judgy, but I promise I'm not judging. Um, But it's just wild to me. Like they're just like 23, 24, like I need a ring or it's over when it's like you have so much time. Like what is the rush? You know what I mean? What's the rush? So that's just crazy. And then yeah, you just date other people and you literally proclaim your love to someone else in front of your boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, excuse me. I would literally kill everyone. I could not do that. Um, and like some of these people have legit no filter like this one. So they all like sit down and do icebreakers. Right. And this one guy, I forget his name. Like Clayton Colton. I don't, I don't know. I li- I don't remember anyone's name. I remember Hunter. That's it. I don't know why. I just remember his name. There's a Hunter. There's a Jake. There's an April, but I don't know who they are. Like I can't put a face to their name. I was watching it in background as I was like doing my makeup today. So I don't really like know anyone that well, but, um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, this one couple I like really feel for. She's young. I think her name's April and her boyfriend is Jake or something. Um, they've been together for like three years. She wants to get married. He does, but he's like, I just don't really see the rush. So whatever he like got connected to this other girl. I forget her name. And they like are obsessed with each other in front of their significant others. And April is like, oh my God. And her boyfriend is like, I'm in love with someone else. Like, it's just so crazy to me. It is so crazy to me. I would literally kill them both. Um, not actually, but like I couldn't do it. And it's low key kind of triggering to watch the show because I'm feeling incredibly jealous for these people. And I don't, I don't know how they do it. I truly don't know how they do it. I think I'm on like the second episode or like maybe the beginning of the third. I don't really remember, but it is just wild to me. So it's called the ultimatum marriage or move out, move on, move out. I don't know. Move on from it's on Netflix and it is just absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Um, if you guys are watching this, I would love to know your thoughts because I don't think this is really a show for me. Well, I'm loving watching it, but I don't think I could ever be on the show. I don't think I could be on a lot of reality. I, I don't think I could ever be on a reality TV show, but especially one like this, they have to be actors, right? I don't know. I kind of feel like they are. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally adjust the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. 
Carolina. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. Okay, with that being said, let's get on to today's topic, which is how to make an effective to-do list. I've been really in like such a planning overload kind of mindset and mentality. One, because I am making planners, so it's all I'm thinking about. And two, because my life, like this time of year for me is always so crazy hectic. Like February to... June is just crazy for me because of Stride Sea Isle starting up again in addition to, you know, having Phoenixville and now releasing planners and doing YouTube and podcasts. Like it's just a lot of different facets of my life going on at once. So this time is always just a little bit crazy for me. So I'm definitely really into planning right now and maximizing my time and making sure that everything gets done while still prioritizing like myself workout, self-care, friends, family, like things that make me happy so that I don't just get burnt out from work. In the past, I used to definitely just like do hustle culture and then I just had like really bad burnout. And this is kind of how I like prevent that and manage that and stuff like that. But anyway, this is about how to make an effective to-do list. Um, I make a to-do list every single day. Sometimes it looks different of where my to-do list is. Like for example, today my to-do list is in my notes app and I just wrote like today I need to do like a couple of things. One of them is this podcast and ads. Another was filming the makeup tutorial. Um, there's just like, oh, I'm getting a phone call decline. So sorry. Um, that was Lindsay. Lindsay, if you're listening to this, so sorry, but I just declined your phone call. So yeah, this being amongst other things. Um, so podcasting, I have to do a content calendar, just like a bunch of to-dos for today. So sometimes my to-do lists are written in my notes app. Sometimes my to-dos are written out on a piece of paper. Sometimes they're in a physical planner. Sometimes they're in a digital planner. It really just depends on like the mood that I'm in for that day. But every day has a to-do list, even if it's like a Saturday. I just like waking up and writing down what I need to do that day. And if I have literally nothing to do that day, I will not make a to-do list for that day. But that doesn't normally happen. Like even if I have to just fold laundry or go to Wegmans and get like something, um, I'll write it down just so I don't forget it. And it just feels good to like accomplish something and cross something off. So how to make a an effective to-do list. I think I have like eight tips here. Um, so we'll just kind of work through this list and make an effective to-do list. So number one starts way ahead of actually creating a to-do list, which is to time block your week ahead of time. Get all of your appointments, meetings, calls, workouts, social events, dates, self-care, time with friends, travel time, grocery store shopping, et cetera. Like literally whatever it is that you have to do that week that like you physically have to attend to, physically have to go do, anything physical that you have to do, put it on a weekly schedule. I've been so into seeing like a Monday through Sunday weekly schedule of time blocks. And I will literally just draw rectangles and time block out 
everything. When I have therapy, when I have to film the podcast, when I want to work, when I want to go take Pilates, when I have to teach spin, when I want to go out with friends, when I want to have Sunday dinner with my family, when I want to um, go to Starbucks, like literally just time block everything out and literally block that time off on your calendar. This can be on a Google calendar. You can have this on a digital planner. You can have this on a physical planner, but literally time blocking your days of times that you are busy and you cannot get work done during that time. Like if I have a meeting, I'm clearly not going to be doing stuff on my to-do list during a meeting. If I have a call, I'm not going to be doing stuff on a to-do list during a call. So I will literally time block my entire week of things that I have to do that week. This will allow you to see what time you have during the week to accomplish tasks and appropriately appropriately distribute them. If you know that on Mondays you have back-to-back meetings, your to-do list for Monday will inevitably be a lot shorter. But if you also know that those back-to-back meetings are going to result in a lot of follow-up work for you to do, maybe you should try to leave Tuesday more open to get more work done and get those tasks accomplished from like a, a Monday, from everything that happened on Monday, you can roll over into Tuesday sort of thing. So that's why time blocking is so effective because it literally lets you see your week of when you're free to work and when you're unavailable to get tasks done. The next step is to have a master to-do list. I love my master to-do list and I would literally be lost without it. So start this today and write down everything that you have to do. Even if it's something that you don't know when you want it done, but you know that it has to get done, write it down. Examples of this is laundry, um, email so-and-so, call so-and-so, do a gallery wall on my couch, um, contact this person for XYZ, add this class format into the schedule. Like Literally, whatever you know that you have to get done that day, that week, that year, in five years, or even if you just don't know when you need it done, but you know that you want this stuff done, put it in a master to-do list. This can be incredibly long. It's okay. It's also okay if it's short. It doesn't have to be long. Just whatever you need to get done, put it in a master to-do list. Write it all down. Once you have everything written down in a giant list, break those tasks into categories. Now, my categories, I'll give you my example, but remember, this is obviously tailored to my life and my career, my hobbies, stuff like that. So my master to-do list, my categories are Stride Phoenixville, Stride Sea Isle, podcast, YouTube, Instagram, planners, me, Friday meeting, later on. So Friday meeting, for example, um, is something that Jess and I have every Friday. And if there are things that I want to talk to Jess about, I put it down in the Friday meeting spot. Later on are the projects that are like for a rainy day. For example, I want to put a gallery wall behind my couch. So I don't know when I want to do that, but I know I want to do it eventually. So I'm going to put it in the later on category. Even if later on is like next week, you can pull from your later on and put it into your category whenever. So then once I have everything broken down into my categorized to-do lists, that is when I will kind of put a timeline on it. So then I'll go in, like if we're doing this on a Sunday, I'll go through and write week of four, eight, which is this week. What can I get done this week? And then I will say, you know, for Stride Phoenixville this week, I need to edit videos. I need to add this class into the schedule. I need to email these people and I need to do the content calendar. Okay, that's four things that I can get done this week. And let's say one of them is 
organize the back. That does need to get done, but I don't need to do it this week, so I'll move it to later on. See how that works? So then you pick what can actually get done this week according to your time block and how much time you have to get done. If you know that this week you have so much time on your hands, it's a really great week to maybe get ahead on stuff, pull stuff from that later on category into your this week category. But if you also know that this week you're like jam-packed, you don't really have time, expect your to-do list to be a lot lighter and that is totally okay. So break everything out into your categories. Once everything is in its respective categories, I then like to batch my days. You totally don't have to do this. Not everyone has the ability to do this, but for me, I find it really effective and really helpful. So my batched days typically look like this. On Mondays, I do stride work. I edit for stride at home. I do stride Phoenixville work and I do some CIL work if needed. On Tuesdays are my planner days. I only like to do my planners on Tuesdays because I typically get to stay home all day on Tuesdays and just knock it out, get stuff done. Wednesdays, I like to edit my YouTube videos because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been uploading every single Wednesday on YouTube and that's because I edit them on Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays, I edit my YouTube video in the morning and then in the afternoon, I will do stride work. Typically, it is CIL focused, but if I have a couple of like Phoenixville things, I'll get that done as well, but it's typically my CIL days. Thursdays are podcast days. So uh, from the minute I wake up until about 2 p.m., it's no, until about 1 p.m., it's all podcasting. Podcast, podcast, podcast. I filmed a tutorial today because I was getting ready for the podcast. So I knocked out two birds with one stone, but typically it is just podcast. And I give myself time to like warm up, wake up. You know what I mean? I will never like schedule like a breakfast date or like a coffee thing with a friend on Thursdays because I know that I need to be talkative for my podcast and this typically drains me. So I can't do both. So Thursdays are my podcast days and I also have therapy uh, on Thursday afternoons. So typically after therapy, I will do like self-care stuff like this one. I'll get like lunch with friends or I'll get a pedicure with my mom or I'll just chill out on Thursday afternoons. Um, like tonight, for example, I'm going into the studio, but I typically don't go into the studio on Thursdays, but I typically leave Thursdays flexible in the afternoon after therapy. And then Fridays are stride admin and stride trainings. So I'm normally in the studio like for most of the day on Fridays. And um, this is when I just tie up all my loose ends, specifically for Phoenixville stuff. But um, I just do like a lot of my loose ends for um, stride on Fridays. Saturdays, I go with the flow. Um, I kind of do whatever. And then on Sundays, I prep for the week. Then that's what a typical week for me looks like. And that's how I like to really structure my days. And with my days then batched, I will go into my categorized to-do list and take the categories on which I do on their respective days and put them in around like my meetings, appointments, calls, trainings, life, workouts, et cetera. So that's kind of how that works. I have my categorized list from my master to-do list, and then I put them onto like my batch days. So if I know on Monday, it's my stride day, I'm going to take all of my stride Phoenixville work and get all of that stuff done on Monday. Wednesdays, I know that I do stride CIO, so I'm going to get all of my stuff in my stride CIO category done on Wednesdays. My YouTube stuff, I know I'm going to do that all on Wednesdays, so I'm going to do that on Wednesdays. You get what I'm saying? Let's get into the night before. So the night before a day, let's say it's Sunday and I'm prepping for a Monday. The night before each day, I will go in and make an actual to-do list. So for the example, it's Sunday night and I know that on Mondays, I edit stride at home, I do stride admin, 
And let's say for this particular Monday, for sake of conversation, I have a call at 12 p.m. That's about stride. If it's about stride, I will schedule a call for that day. But if it's not about stride, I will not schedule a call for that day. If it's for a planner, if it's for a YouTube video, I will put it on my respective days for that. So if I have a stride call at 12 p.m. that day, awesome. And I have Pilates at 930 because working out is important to me and it's at stride. So fits in with my day. So Pilates is at 9.30 that day. And I also teach spin at 5 p.m. on Mondays as well. So Pilates 9.30, call at 12, teach at 5.30. But let's say I have a lot of admin work to do on that Monday for Stride Phoenixville. This is how I will plan my day. Um, First of all, I do backwards planning. So I think what like how long will each task take me? Admin work will typically take me about two hours. Editing Stride at Home will typically take me about one to two hours. Making my Monday playlist will take me about one hour. And then working on other tasks slash being available will take me about one hour. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan my day according to that. And that is two, one, so two, three, I should have done this math before. One, two, three, about five to six hours worth of work that I need to schedule in for that day. So typically here's how that works. Um, The first thing I'll do is I'll wake up and I like to wake up earlier on days like this where I have Pilates at 930 so I can wake up and get my admin work done first thing in the morning. So I'm going to wake up, give myself time to wake up. I'm going to start working at 6.30 a.m. So I'm going to wake up at about 6 a.m. Start working at 6.30 a.m. and I'm going to work for two hours to 8 a.m. I'm going to work for two hours until 8.30 a.m. on just admin work for Stride. So everything that I put in that Stride category Stride Phoenixville category, I'm going to do all of that on Monday before 8.30 a.m. I'm going to eat a small little breakfast at 8.45 a.m. so that I can go to Pilates feeling fueled and good. Um, And then I'll get ready for Pilates until 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., I will leave for Pilates and I'll go to Stride. Um, From 9.30 to 10.30, I'm at Stride taking Pilates. At 10 to 11.30 a.m., I'm chatting with clients and staff and then I'll leave the studio around 11 to get home at 11.30 and have a quick snack or lunch. And then that gives me about 30 minutes to eat until my call at 12. That call lasts, let's say, until 12.30. From 12.30 to 2, I'm editing Stride at Home videos. Once I get done that, from 2 to 3, I'm going to make my playlist. And then from 3 to 4.15, I'm going to have a snack, maybe have lunch, and then just be available. If I have to, you know, answer emails, respond to texts, like just be available. Um, I'm available during that time, but this is also when I like to kind of just you know, eat my snack, unwind. I watch Real Housewives during this time. I play Sudoku. It's just like my time as well. And then 4.15, I'll get ready for class. At 4.30, I'll leave for the studio. And then I'll get to the studio about five. And then that's when I prep for my class, mingle with class and st- uh, class, mingle with my clients and staff. From 5.30 to 6.15, I'll teach the class, of course. For about the next 45 minutes until about 7 p.m., I'll mingle with everyone. And then at 7 p.m., I'll drive home. At 7.30, I'll eat dinner. I'll relax. I'll take a shower. And then at 10 p.m., I will go to bed. So that is a typical Monday for me. But I get to hit everything because I got all of my work done. Remember, I woke up early to get my admin work done. I got my workout in. I got to you know, show face at the studio. I got to hang out with clients. I got to hang out with staff. I got to teach my class. I got to get all the stride at home editing done. I got everything done that I had to do that day. All of my must do's are done. And I did not overwhelm myself with with tasks that I simply could not fit in. Now this day I had about six hours worth of work to get done. And I had about six hours worth of work time to find. Now let's say if I slept in until 
8 a.m., I wouldn't have had time to do everything that I needed to do that day. So sometimes in order to get everything done, you do have to make sacrifices. Like if someone was like, hey, do you want to go for a breakfast date at 10 a.m.? I wouldn't have been able to because I have other things that I needed to do that day. So in order to get everything done, excuse me, in order to get everything done and maximize your time, Sometimes you do have to say no, set your boundaries and stick to your schedule and really plan your day out minute by minute, hour by hour, half hour by half hour, whatever makes you feel best. You have to plan out your day and stick to that schedule in order to get everything done and create an effective to-do list that is actually realistic for you. Now, let's say on this day, um, something that was pressing that I needed to get done, um, let's say I needed to edit a, a sponsored video and that was due on this Monday. And I knew that it was due this Monday. I would not, I would not schedule myself to do it this Monday. I would schedule this to do the Wednesday before. And that's really key is just making sure that you are scheduled, that you don't put in anything that you cannot physically get done that day. You have to be super realistic with your timelines here. And that brings me to the point of being realistic. I get that sometimes we hear a lot that like, oh, you should pick the three most important things that need to get done that day and do just those three things and then you'll be fine. I'm sure I've even given this advice before because it is good advice, but sometimes you're going to have like 10 tasks that maybe are smaller, but they are of equal importance and all of them needs to get done. So this is where being realistic comes into play. Um, I am going to tell you that there are things that can wait if you can't get them done that day. Like, yes, it is pressing to get a YouTube video out on Sundays, but if I can't get it done on a Monday, the world will literally go on and I have tomorrow to do it. I have Wednesday to do it. I have other days to do it. Writing a long to-do list for the sake of writing a long to-do list is only going to stress you out long-term. If you don't know, if you know that you don't have time for a million tasks, literally don't give yourself a million tasks. If you know that like, let's say on Tuesday, you have back-to-back meetings all day long, you should not give yourself any to-do list. If, if anything at all, like maybe like two things, like email this person, do da da da. But like, if you know that you aren't going to be available to actually get work done that day, do not give yourself a long to-do list. Now on the flip side of that, if you do know that like this week, you have a lot of stuff to do, but you also have a lot of meetings and stuff, you're going to have to find the time in your week to get your tasks done and get your to-dos done. Maybe that means not going out for lunch. Maybe that means working a little extra longer. Maybe that means waking up earlier. Maybe that means staying at work later. Maybe that means pushing a workout to being at home rather than out at a gym so that you can cut down on that travel time. Maybe it means not going on Instagram after work. Like there are, there are times that you can cut down to accomplish your to-dos if you also have a busy week ahead of you. It's hard, but it's about prioritizing. Um, you need to align your to-dos with your day and make your to-dos work around your day rather than your days work around your to-dos. Remember to give yourself days to work uninterrupted and days to be available for calls, meetings, etc. I love having Tuesdays that are there just to do work. I love having Wednesdays in the afternoon for open-ended stride work and Friday mornings for stride admin work. That works really well for me. I've gotten in a really good flow and a really good system. I'm really lucky because I'm self-employed and I work for myself, so I'm able to make decisions like that. I know that not everyone one is as fortunate where you can like make decisions like that. But if you're able to kind of make your own schedule in some sense, whether, you know, you are a lash tech, a hairstylist, or you work in a corporate job, if you're able to finagle your day just a little bit to where you feel like you're in control of it and can kind of be in charge of your tasks, your to-dos and what needs to get done that day, I think you're going to feel 
very accomplished and productive. Um, a long unchecked off to-do list will literally only stress you out. So please just make it realistic and just fill it with things that you can actually get done that day. And a shorter, well thought out day with intentions and tasks to accomplish, um, to accomplish throughout your day in my eyes is truly a life of purpose and fulfillment. It just feels really good to have tasks and to actually get them done. So what I'm getting at to create an effective to-do list, number one, you have to time block your week. Number two, have a master to-do list. Number three, categorize that master to-do list. Number four, put that categorized master to-do list in what you can do that week. And then number five is put your tasks from your categorized master to-do list into your week. Um, to days that you can actually fit in all of those tasks. Keep it short, keep it manageable, keep it simple, and keep it something that you can actually get done every single day. And yeah, that is how you guys are going to create an effective to-do list. If you guys are making to-do lists, I would love to see how you guys make your to-do list. You guys know that in the planners that I'm releasing, I will definitely have a spot for the to-do list. The video that I posted yesterday on YouTube actually shows a sneak peek of the planners. If you guys want to go watch that, it's all about like creating a morning routine and healthy habits and like documenting that along the way. Um, I think you guys are really going to like that um, video that I posted yesterday. But guys, that is all that I have for you today. How to create an effective to-do list. I hope you guys enjoyed this um, episode and I hope you found it valuable and just so maybe a little you know, stress easing to your life, ease some stress, um, and just kind of find clarity in a cluttered mind, which tends to happen to me quite a bit. But whenever I write things out and have a to-do list, it all just feels a lot better. So guys, thank you so much. Have an amazing Monday. Enjoy your week. I'll be right back here next Monday. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys then.